Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Good morning, world. How are you this morning? It is absolutely fabulous, even though there's a little rain, it's a little cloudy. But you know what? I'm here, you're here, everything is fantastic. Got great times. I hope you've had a great week. I had an interesting week. I work a little part time and we moved into a new location and the we moved from a small space to a much larger space and uh, we thought the small space was crowded uh, and when we moved to the larger space it, it seemed like the people came with us but then there were more people we don't know where they came from maybe they came out of the bags they came out of the walls out of the woodwork uh, but um, uh, they came out and they keep coming and we appreciate them coming every day so things are going well I can't complain I probably could but I won't I uh, hope everything is going good with you. I hope you're doing something special uh, with this day and that you've been enjoying your life. This summer has gone fast. Um, and we're already, kids are already going back to school. And I say kids uh, in a loving way. Um, but everyone seems to be going back to school, either it's high school or elementary school or college or whatever school you're going back to. I hope you have a successful year. Uh coming up and continue working on your goals and those of you who are on your way to work or are at work and just taking a pause hey have a blessed day have a fabulous day think of it as this is the first day of the rest of your life and make make it matter make it matter to yourself make it matter toward taking an additional step to move toward those goals that you have make it matter to somebody who may not think anybody cares about them. You know, be kind to somebody today. You never know how you touch somebody. You never know how that one word that you're saying or just that smile on your face or that twinkle in your eye or hearing you laugh. You never know what that does for someone else. So, so make it count and be good to yourself. Love yourself with some compassion today. You know, what I want to talk about today, I'm really excited about this Um I'm a type of person that always kinds of not only looks in terms of the present, looks in the and the past, but always look toward the future, trying to figure out what is happening in the world, where are things going, what do I need to do to prepare uh, in order to get there. And sometimes I can see patterns are happening and patterns occur. And from that you begin predicting, or from that you can also identify, you know, what your needs may be, or where businesses may go, or. Uh, where music may go, so all those things. So um, I'm continuously uh, learning. I am a student of the world, a student of life, and I try to utilize that as I go as I go through life uh, and and do my thing, if you will. But what I talk about today is what the future of work is going to look like. You know, if you think about, I, I was thinking about this this morning when I got up. You know, when I first saw my First automated mail delivery, uh, it's not a truck, but system, a robot, going through the halls of an office where I used to work. I was so spaced out. I was so bugged. I couldn't believe it, that this 
that this gadget was walking through, or it wasn't walking, but it was rolling through the hallways, and it wasn't guided by any person. You know, I still remember when people used to come around in carts, and those of you may not may not remember it, or maybe you work in an office where it still happens. People used to come around in carts and have sacks of mail, and they be hand, and they would hand it out to to you or put it on your uh, your desk, you know, as they walk through through the area or give it to the uh, at that time we call them secretaries or assistants. Uh, um, uh, uh, I think I are more more what we call them today, but I still remember that. And I I can remember even in college I used to we used to ride. Uh, to because I worked in college. Um, I'm sorry, not so in college. I was high school. In high school, one of my uh, um, best part of our, our uh, training was I worked at General Motors and uh, in Dayton. And what we one of the things that we used to do uh, is deliver mail to the other plants. So I can remember driving in a van, me and Joe, and going to um, the General Motors plant and, you know, wheeling all the, taking all the mail out and carting it around and that. So to go from that to see a automated uh, robot, if you will, or device rolling through the hallways of my office with nobody there, stopping and it may beep a little bit to let you know that it's there so you could go get your mail, to me was just like amazing, you know, so you know, I probably geeked out about it, I thought it was so fantastic, um, but I don't even see those anymore, uh, mail comes through differently, or even if we get mail, it's email, you know, so you don't need that automation, but I say that to say, or I tell you that story to talk about how, if you think the world of work has changed from what it used to be to where we're going now. And as we look about what happens or what's happening moving forward, think about the fact that we're going to probably see more automation and more artificial intelligence going as we move forward. And that is also going to drive the types of jobs uh, and skills that we will need within the workforce, you know. Some of you maybe maybe already up on this, but I thought that was important for us to talk about it as we are ending 2019, moving into the future. Uh, this 2020, 2000 to 2025, on to 2030, you know, most of us will still be in the workforce, you know, if you if you're looking at it. But what's that workforce looking like? And what will it look continue to look like in the in the in the future as we go forward? So we're going to continue to see those technology technological shifts uh, in the workforce. You know, we're also going to see, and and, and you've probably noticed this as well, a lot of uh, generational shifts uh, as we move into the workforce, and also social shifts uh, that will also be occurring. Um, in the in, in the workforce as we go through it, so it's going to require us to have more uh, technical skills and fluency uh, as we continue to work. So when you think about automation, you know, there for a long time, man has been afraid that the robot is going to take over their their livelihood or take over their job. Now I want you to think about this. When we talk about automation, it doesn't mean that. Uh, on one hand, it's going to take away your job and you won't be able to work. That's not what it means at all. When you think about um, um, 
uh, automation and artificial intelligence, think about in the sense that the current job that you're doing may be able to be done better, faster, more efficiently by this automation or this technology that we've created. And what does that do for you? That means you get to learn something new. You get to increase or enhance the skills you already have. You get to get rid of those menial tasks or those um, those tasks that that require really basic skills and learn new skills, more advanced skills. And so you improve your compatibility, you can improve your marketability, you can improve uh, how you're thinking uh, is keeping you alert, keeping you going, keeping you competitive in the marketplace, as well as keeping the business more competitive in the marketplace. So we're going to see more and more of that uh, occurring uh, in the marketplace, which means there's going to be an atmosphere or should be an atmosphere of continuous learning for workers. That's going to be expected. You know, I can remember... Uh, a time where um, I'll say her name was Joyce and we were moving from uh, a um, a pen and paper uh, addition process in a particular uh, entity and moving to a more uh, automated, if you will, process. And she did not want to do it because she felt her adding it up in her head uh, would be faster and more accurate. Uh, she eventually, you know, turned that around and changed her mind about it. As we took a while for her to to get used or to get acclimated to the change, but it's those kind of things. So as one thing goes away, you know, you have to look at it as an opportunity to learn more, to continue to grow, because that's what's going to be looking for. That's the kind of workforce we're going to be looking at. We're also going to be looking for leadership and um, leadership and managing others, you know, um, a little more than just basic uh, transactional kind of leadership. But this leadership is really going to be able to get in and motivate and encourage their employees, which means there's going to have to be a mind shift a mindset shift uh, as relates to lifelong learning and providing and having uh, applications for employees or opportunities for employees to learn, which could also mean, yay, training will not be the first thing that's cut from the budget. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back from our break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tune into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show Hey, welcome back. We're talking about what the future of work is going to look like and also maybe what skills you're going to need. And I've kind of put this into, I put four categories and, uh, that I want to cover. One, the first one is the future of work and what it will look like. So that's what we've been talking about. More automation, more artificial intelligence. So you guys need, there's going to be technological shifts, um, more generational shifts, or more social shifts. And if you think about the fact that there are about 75 million of your current jobs uh, may be displaced by this shift, uh, in in the division of labor between human and machines and algorithms that would be created. But then on the other side of that, 75 million jobs may be lost, but consider that 133 million jobs will be created. So while one job or the current job that you're doing may go away, another job is going to appear. And, and one that you're going to that's, that's one reason why we need a continual learning environment. I think you heard me say as we're going to, to the break that now management has to really think about cutting training or cutting development before uh, because of the but because of budget concerns. He's got to management has to have a long view because there has to be continuous learning. You're going to have to continue to develop your employees and prepare them for the future and to meet those challenges, to prepare them for the things that we don't even know yet that are going to happen. So that's a total mindset, a mind shift uh, that we're going to have to to make as relate to that. I mean, think about high-speed mobile internet we've got. Think artificial intelligence. Think about big data analysis uh, and cloud technologies. You know, I, just, I had to explain to someone the other day, what, what do you mean it's in the cloud? You know, what do you mean I've got cloud storage? What is that all about? And, and if I look at my phone and it's got uh, 64 gigabytes, you know, and if I have, you know, 200 gigabytes in the cloud, does that mean I have 264 gigabytes? Well, yes, I know, because you want to think of that cloud as that extra storage unit. You know, if you live in a house, you may have a storage unit that you have extra stuff in that is separate from your house. And that's kind of how I, how I try to explain what cloud technology um, may be or looks like things that are someplace other than where you physically are uh, that may be stored or used versus what is in your physical, uh, um, uh, f- uh, let's say, phone or or computer or uh, um, your your uh, iPad or I have an iPad or uh, anything like that, you know, there's a difference between that. But understanding that is, for some people, sometimes difficult. And in machine learning, uh, you want to think about that as well, uh, how machines learn and how they take that learning and then 
uh, make that into reality. And then also this new thing called augmented reality, augmented and virtual reality. You know, that's becoming real and more um, more live in the workplace. Uh, not just in tech companies, but all you'll also see it in, in marketing and sales and in other companies that will use these technologies as they continue to emerge. And from those technologies, as they're emerging into our workplace, that means that we as workers, uh, leaders, we have to become more comfortable with digital. We have to be learn more about uh, uh, technology and learn those new skills so that we can operate and function in that environment efficiently and effectively to continue to make the, mu- the music, uh, music the business successful and so that we can continue to learn and function and be competitive in that marketplace because these things are happening they're not things that we're oh we're just sitting back and thinking or wishing on a star these things are actually becoming reality you know, they're not just something we see in a movie. The movie is here. The movie is us. So so <clears throat> that's, you know, when, when we talk about a workforce, the things, some things that are coming. So with those new realities, we also have generational shifts. Now, we've been talking about this generational shift for years. You know, I can remember at least 20 years ago talking about the generational shift between baby boomers, well, at that time it was traditionalists, but baby boomers, Gen Xs, now we have, and we went to Ys, and they called, became millennials, and now we have Zs that are coming into the workforce, you know, and asking leaders and talking with leaders about preparing their workforce for this new generation, this new blended generation of a workforce. And, and now we have it. You know, if you think about it, there are, Many more millennials, it appears, in the workforce than we than baby boomers right now, or at least there will be within five years. And the one group that we don't talk about, and, we, and, and I don't know, we used to talk about them a lot before the millennials came, came forward, but the one group that we don't talk about are Gen X. And the Gen X are like the middle children, if you will, um, of of this whole uh, a workforce. You now you have the baby boomers, you have the Gen Xs, you have the millennials that are in. The Zs are just starting to come in. But if you look at it, the Gen Xs have been in in a workforce now for almost twenty years. You know, think about that. The Gen Xs used to have been in a workforce for almost twenty years, so they have had an opportunity to learn and to hone their skills, not only from uh, social skill point of view, but they've been able to, you know, get in and hone their skills, and they understand and are not afraid of the digital uh, world that we're created. They're not afraid of technology. Um, in terms of conventional leadership skills, you're probably going to find them more on par uh, with the baby boomers generation. Uh, but they are very uh, and, and and one report. Uh, uh, identify them as hyper-collaborative and are working relentlessly to break down organizational silos. You know, so they want to talk. They want to engage. They want to they make that a one workplace as opposed to multi-generational. We see ourselves as one. And, and they're able to uh, help shape what the future is going to be. So our Gen Xers, that we don't talk a lot about anymore, we talk, so we talk more about millennials, our Gen Xers 
are the ones that have been preparing and getting the experience uh, uh, in the business who understand technology and utilize it, but also are good at this, are beginning to be, see that we're good at the solving. Unfortunately, these, this group is also one of the most overlooked for promotions. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because we tend to be like a cat chasing a shiny ball and whatever's the next group that comes up, that's the one we focus on. But it could be that they don't necessarily push themselves out there. Um, but we tend to, we, they tend to be overlooked, unfortunately. So we need to rethink that because they have a critical role, uh, in leadership and they typically, um, expected to take on heavy, uh, workloads and they do it. Um, so, uh, we really have to start looking at them and compare them uh, and look what the value it is that they bring uh, to the workforce and not forget about them uh, as well. But, you know, so you've got the Gen Xers that are sitting there poised and ready to, to go and ready to lead the organization and also who are there shaping what this organization is going to look at. You still have the baby boomers who are, who are who are there in the workforce still working, which means that your work, you're going to have a mix of older workers, over 50s. You're going to have over 60s. You're going to have... Um, Workers who, who of course, are under 50, 40, 30. And I just met one the other day who was just under 21. So, you know, you've got this whole blend of generations there that we have to learn how to work together. And there is such value there because you have all these experiences that could be shared that we could learn how to to mentor each other. I mean, for an older worker, if you're wondering what is the younger worker thinking about or what are they doing, ask a younger worker to mentor you on something that they have expertise at. And vice versa, younger workers ask uh, ask an older or more experienced worker to ask them to mentor you on that. But there are so many ways and so many creative ways that you could probably think of that I'm not going to mention in the time that we have that we can work together more efficiently and more effectively that we just have to do something about it uh, as you think about it. You know, we need to think about how are we creating this new world of work that we're, that we're working in. You know, think about the emerging uh, skills that are coming up, data analysis uh, or, uh, and, and jobs uh, as well. Um, uh, artificial intelligence machine uh, training specialist, uh, uh, general and uh, uh, operational managers, uh, organization development specialist. Somebody's got to figure out how the organization is going to work, how it's going to flow. We're moving away from a more standardized or traditional organizational hierarchy structure, or at least you're trying to thin it out. So you're going to begin seeing more more, more uh, workers working together as teams as opposed necessarily to work together as individual units. Also, you're seeing more contingent, or I've heard it sometimes called gig workers come in. And so you're, you, companies are using more contingent workers who may or may not be at the current location. So they may be working remotely. Uh, they may be working and a designated area within the organization, or they may be sitting right next to you and you're not telling the difference between who's a contingent worker and who's not. I remember one of the things that I enjoyed when I worked uh, with Toyota as a contingent worker, uh, when I had, having my own business and helping them uh, come and work through the United States, is that 
we sat right next to full-time Toyota employees. You couldn't tell by looking, by just looking, necessarily, is that a Toyota employee or is that a contingent worker? The company wasn't designed that way. That wasn't what they were thinking when they did that. Uh, So there wasn't a... um, uh, label or sticker on your back to say that. Uh, so you, they wanted to, and then working in what they called at that time an open environment, so there would be more free flow of education between, uh, excuse me, of communication between people, and so there'd be less bare physical barriers in the way in terms of doing that. Uh, so you're going to start seeing uh, the workforce, or the, or maybe you're already seeing this in the companies that you're working in, where. Uh, there are different models or types in terms of how your company is structured or how your employees uh, are are in the organization. Um, and there was a time I can remember um, where some companies had more contingent workers than they did uh, permanent employees. And so when it came when they came budget falls or budgets were short, instead of cutting off or laying off their um, employees. They cut back on their contingent work staff. So there, you know, you have to think of different and creative ways um, in terms of how that's going to work for your organization, how your organization is set up. But one thing we definitely do know is that the organizations are going to have to be more agile, uh, corporate structures, uh, different hierarchies um, um, that are less, um, more simple, less complex, and more collaborative. Um, training and more collaborative workforce uh, teams working together uh, across the organization, uh, sometimes uh, either within the organization or in other states, or, or they're collaborating with teams across countries. Uh, but we're going to see more of that as we go forward. And, um, and uh, um, more activities we're going to be seeing that will be allocated between workers with different skill levels um, so that, you know, you get learning from learning from other people and creating a new set of, of kind of middle, uh, uh, middle level positions, uh, uh, in the long run. So when we come back, we're going to talk about what kind of skills that we're looking at, you know, what are the skills that are being identified and what people over 50 need to know when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to 
Carla Walker from the inside out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, glad you're back. Uh, Going to talk about what skills have been identified as a must. Also, what people over 50 need to know. And then how to work in an age of in an age blended is what I'm calling it, an age blended workforce. So what skills are we talking about that they're considering a must? Well, according to McKinney, a report uh, from their Global Institute uh, back in March of 2018, um, they really put them in three categories, social and emotional, technical, and high uh, cognitive skills. Okay, so what, what, what does that mean, basically? So when we think of social and emotional, we want to think about uh, advanced communication and negotiation. Now, I would be happy if we could get the basic communication down good, because uh, there are still people who aren't good at communicating, period, whether it's written or whether it's verbal. Um, you can definitely read their nonverbal cues, but written or verbal um, seems to be a, an issue for basics. So, but if you've got the basics down, you need to start preparing yourself for more advanced communication and negotiation. Um, uh, so social skills include in, interpersonal skills and empathy. Um, and it's funny to me, you would think everybody has some empathy, right? No, no. And everybody should be good at per, interpersonal skills. Well, no, they're not. They're not. So, uh, but this is going to be something that you got to get better at. Uh, leadership and managing others, uh, entrepreneurship and um, taking initiative. Okay, so I, I don't know how you can say entrepreneurship without taking initiative. Um, but let's separate those two. So taking initiative means primarily for for those who aren't clear, not waiting on somebody else to do it, not waiting on somebody else to extend their hand or to ask you a question or to figure something out, taking the initiative to try and figure it out yourself, to ask somebody to let your boss know that you're interested in doing a project, taking the initiative to solve the issue, to solve the problem, to start something up. Um, We need to do more of that, not less. Uh, Adaptability uh, and continuous learning. So being adaptable um, when things change, and you're going to need the adaptability because change is changing. It's happening so quickly. you got to adapt to the change and continue to learn and move on. Okay, um, And also teaching and training others. So no more of this, well, if I teach somebody how to do my job or what I'm doing or if I teach them something, then they'll know more than me. They may already know more than you. But just think what will happen if you teach them something, perhaps they'll teach you. You'll both be learning. It's not Teaching is not a one-way street, or it should not be a one-way street. You both should be getting something from each other. Um, and training someone how to do something could also free you up to do something else. You know, So it's a win-win for everybody. But that's what we're talking about in terms of social uh, skills. But let's talk about what do we mean by higher cognitive skills? Okay, so we're talking about advanced literacy and writing. Okay, so reading more, reading, writing, actually physically writing, not necessarily typing on your computer, maybe, maybe also writing uh, occasionally by hand. 
I mean, did you know that some people don't know how to write because we've used technology so much that they're so used to typing that when you ask them to sign their name, they can't do it? Or you ask them to write something simple, they struggle with that? So even practice writing uh, with your hand, but uh, also that goes into sentence structure and and grammar and using words that... um, uh, and being able to use words uh, uh, and and being literate in terms of reading and researching and, and studying and looking at things from different perspectives, looking at uh, um, ideas uh, from areas that may not be definitely related to you. I mean, just because you may be in one industry that doesn't say you can't look at how somebody else is doing something and then take that and maybe uh, learn how to apply it to your own industry or take the idea and change it. Uh, quantitative and statistical skills uh, are also um, going to be needed. Uh, critical thinking and decision making. Okay, critical thinking, being able to critically think, analytically think through a problem or issue or concern, and be able to take that and interpret it, maybe to somebody else or explain to somebody else uh, what you're thinking and why you're thinking it that way, and being able to make a decision based upon. Your thinking based upon the facts, based upon the research, but being able to decide and make a decision on your own without having somebody tell you. Project management. How do you manage a project from start to begin to end? And you don't have to be certified in project management. Maybe you even have project managers in your place of business, but you don't have to be certified in that. And if you need help, you can always go to a project manager and ask them to give you the basics of it, or there are online classes that will teach you how to basically manage a project. Uh, And that could be, it doesn't have to be a huge project, it could be a small project. And if you want to practice, you can always practice at home. You have have projects at home probably all the time, but practice on how to get better at project management. Um, complex Complex information processing and interpreting, interpretation. So being able to explain to someone else uh, a complex problem, something maybe that you've never seen before, uh, that you've never heard of before, or uh, something that has happened uh, that's different from what the norm has been, being able to take that, uh, break it down into its parts, and then and interpret that and explain that to someone, and then maybe think through so you can make the proper decision or take the corrective action uh, needed for that uh, particular item. And then creativity. You know, being creative. I hear all the time people say, I'm not creative. I don't know how to be creative. Any, you learn how to be creative or you can, you have creativity within you. It's just releasing it, letting it free. Not being afraid of doing something different or odd. And not being afraid that somebody's going to laugh or think that what you've done sucks or is stupid or, or any of that. Just, you know. Take a different look at something. Be creative about how, you know, you're used to doing it the same way all the time. What would, how would happen if you did something different? You know, or how, how crazy would it be to come up with uh, a new design for an apple or a new design for something? You know, but, but learn how to be creative. Take those chances. You can do that offline if you're, if you're worried about doing it at work. Take the chance to be or become more, a little more creative uh, offline at home. And then bring that and incorporate that 
new learning into your work. So in terms, those are the cognitive skills that uh, that they've mentioned. And then the last one in terms of uh, the area uh, the report was technical skills, so basic digital skills, um, advanced um, IT skills and programming, um, uh, advanced data analysis, and uh, mathematical skills. Um, those technical skills are going to be much greater in demand, so you know we've got to, to learn more about this. Advanced data analysis, I said that one, all right. Technology, design, engineering, uh, and maintenance, uh, scientific research and development. Those are the skills that uh, in this McKinsey report identify um, under technology that are going to be greater in demand um, uh, as we move forward into the future. So there are things that we definitely need to to know. And then I also got um, looking at a report by the World Economic Forum because I want to think. Well, there's got to be other skills you know that maybe that we're not that we're missing that we don't necessarily. Um, uh, that we may not necessarily be talking about, uh, or that these some of these things aren't um, aren't there that that we haven't said. So the ten skills that they said employers will want most in 2020 2025, uh, starting at the bottom is cognitive flexibility. So basically, uh, being able to think quickly and um, and change and analyze results. Uh, and uh, uh, think about things in different ways, in different shapes, in different forms, and not getting bogged down um, in uh, because it's, it's different, because maybe it's something you hadn't thought of before or something you hadn't um, occurred to you before. Excuse me, but it's that cognitive flexibility, uh, being able to change your mind or move your mind quickly on different ideas uh, that, that flexibility. And again, you can do exercises uh, that you can find on the internet um, in at, there are just different apps. There's a, a luminosity app that works on, on that as well. Uh, negotiation skills. So when you think negotiation, at least when I think negotiation, I usually think about um, buying and selling something. But let's think about it relative to how do I trade off or how do I get uh, uh, um, to work with uh, this individual uh, or how do I get this person's help on this particular project or or if I'm trying to make a decision or something needs to be done how am I going to negotiate what kind of uh, deal if you will and I'm using deal very loosely well I need to broker in order to in order to make this happen. So better negotiating skills. Remember, you're going to be working, uh, maybe not even the same office, but across uh, organizations. Maybe maybe some of your employees are in different countries, maybe different time zones, maybe different, um, uh, again, locations. You know, negotiating time, negotiating space, negotiating room. Um, you got to get better at, at, at negotiation. Uh, judgment and decision-making uh, are a key, and it keeps coming up. Every report that I've looked at, every uh, uh, report or data that I've looked at from uh, numerous sources have come up with these same skills. So better judgment, being able to make decisions, 
emotional intelligence. This surprised me because we've been talking about emotional intelligence since Daniel Golden wrote the book Emotional Intelligence. And apparently, we're not getting it. We have to get better at emotional intelligence. In fact, if you've never read Daniel Goleman's book, please go pick it up. Uh, You can get it in paperback now, or you can read excerpts from it, uh, again, on the Internet. But it talks about emotional intelligence and specifically what that is. Uh, But that's key, and that was new to appear uh, on the end of the report for the World Reform um, Organization. Uh, Coordinating with others. It's another skill that you have to be able to do. Uh, People management, uh, creativity, critical thinking, and complex problem solving. So those were the top 10 skills from um, the World Forum, um, Economic Forum, uh, uh, that... um, that they say is a must for 2020, uh, also through 2025. And we'll talk about a few more things when we come back after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show hey welcome back to our last segment uh just a couple of other skills that i just want to put out there for you uh, to look at and search. This is something that I I saw in Forbes uh, in 2018. Active learning with a growth mindset, diversity, and cultural intelligence. I think that one's going to be extremely important. Um, And embracing change. Got to do that. We've got to learn how to do that. If we don't know how to do it, you have to get used to it. And the last one that I saw was service orientation, which means finding ways to help others. Uh, Those are the skills that... um, we're really going to need. So what do people over 50 need to know? Well, you need to know that, one, people are not retiring. Maybe Hint, hint. And maybe you didn't need the hint. Someone else needed the hint. But we're, going to see, we're beginning to see people work 
through their 70s up to their 80s. And sometimes the only thing that's stopping them and when they hit their 80s is the law. Because there are some states and maybe there may be some federal laws uh, that say that they can't work after 80 in particular jobs. Uh, so uh, we're seeing people work through that retirement period. Retirement is not looked at the same way as it used to be. And because we have uh, begun to take better care of ourselves, we're living longer, people are uh, are working uh, longer. In fact, if they are retiring, they're picking up their second career uh, in the, or a different field. Um they're doing things differently. They're um, not looking to retire because they're enjoying the work they do. And uh, it's good for them. It helps them um, in ways that are not just uh, intellectual, but also social. Uh, it also sometimes gives them some place to go or something to do. When we look at what are the uh, fastest growing job groups, for over 50s, what we find are primary, secondary, and special education teachers and nurses. And the third uh, fastest growing job group are health aides. Uh, so it's very interesting. Uh, I saw a statistic that said 55% of RNs and 47.7% of MDs are over 50. So that also, to me, sends a signal as as we look in the future, we're going to hope we're getting more doctors and nurses or people going into the health field because we're definitely going to need them uh, as they begin to uh, look at retirement and changes in in terms of their lives. So what else does that say? Life doesn't end at 50 or life doesn't end when you retire or become 60 or 70. And I know for some of you who are who may be uh, 18 or 20, you think, oh, my God, that's so old. (laughs) You know, age is a number and age is how you feel. Uh, So it doesn't end. Keep going. There are times when I feel, um, I think of, when I'm thinking of things that I've done in in my 20s or my 30s, um, and I still feel that way and my body still will allow me to, to react that way because I've kept moving. I kept trying to keep healthy and keep physically fit. You know, to work in this job market or to work in the jobs of the future, you've got to keep learning. You have to challenge yourself. Don't be afraid of technology. Embrace it. You know, don't say, oh, I can't do it. It's just just the technology stuff. No. Learn how to do it. People will teach you. There are classes everywhere. There are a lot of YouTube uh, um, videos as well to teach you how to do and work with different technologies. Uh, so, you know, don't be afraid of that. Uh, change is something that is inevitable. Uh, if change is not happening, then you're, something is not right. Uh, so change has to happen. Share your knowledge with your team. Share your knowledge with, with others. Uh, mentor someone. Uh, teach someone. You know, work part-time. Uh, what that will also do is give you a, a, a sort of a new life, work-life balance, you know. Uh, may also provide extra income for you if you are only working part-time. Uh, and what we're also seeing at companies do is that they are also offering that part-time work, particularly for those employees that they consider their star employees uh, who are over 50 or close to retirement or in that age where, uh 
um, they're having that conversation. Maybe they want to work part time. Uh, that gives them more time to do other th- other things. And also, maybe they're getting longer uh, benefits. But companies are looking for ways to help accommodate uh, that for um, uh, older workers. Uh, and uh, you know, maybe you're delaying your retirement for a few years, so that part time job will can also give you some extra. Uh, income as well. Uh, there's going to be a surge, they tell me, in volunteerism uh, at nonprofit agencies uh, and some other volunteer organiz- or service organization. Um, volunteering and service uh, work will uh, become status symbols uh, a lot because people are caring about what are you doing or how are you helping others and being recognized in your community to do that. Uh, working into your 70s, it's kind of becoming the norm uh, anymore. Um, and uh, I would also say, uh, again, you got to keep moving, keeping your body loose and limber um, so that you can continue to enjoy life. Why are, uh, why are um, people over 50 uh, changing their careers? One of the reasons is to reduce stress. Um, because maybe they're in a really stressful job or sometimes it's just the stress of getting up at 8 in the morning and having to drive to work. Sometimes that's stress enough. Um, or just having to deal with some of the people that you work with or you're just tired of maybe all the bureaucracy that you have to deal with. Uh, so a change in career at that period uh, will be helpful. Uh, maybe they want to learn something new uh, or follow their passion. So now they have an opportunity because maybe they can retire, they have their 401k, or in some instances there are still some companies that have a pension that they can tap into that and maybe you can get a part-time job or be an entrepreneur. Uh, and it's a change of pace. So those are some of the reasons why uh, we see uh, people over 50 changing careers. And then in terms of thinking about changing a career, you know, you want to identify your skills, uh, learn the new job skills, what they are. Um, think about retirement planning uh, as you are, are going through it. A lot of us, uh, in terms of baby boomers, of which I am proudly one, um, we didn't necessarily do a lot of employment planning or retirement planning. And for some of us, that's why we can't quit work, <laughs> because we didn't do that. But... Uh, there's still time. You can still plan. You can still um, change or make some changes in terms of your financial obligations uh, that'll help you live a longer life, help you in terms of how you want to live for the rest of your life. Um, Sometimes people are working because they they need the benefits. Uh, And also, uh, if you're thinking of, of changing careers, now, maybe this is time to start your own business. Maybe this is the time where you've always had that idea that you wanted to do something. Now's the time to do it. Create your own business. Run your own life. Set your own hours. Uh, and you decide who you want to work with. Uh, as opposed to having to work with people maybe necessarily that you don't care for. Uh, so, what do you do? Determine what it is you want. You know. Find uh, a be flexible. Uh, determine what you need. You know, re, re, rebrand yourself. You know, maybe sometimes it's a refresh, a new haircut, a new hair color. Uh, maybe it's new makeup. Maybe it's new clothes. But rebrand yourself. Uh, it's a new attitude. 
you know, in terms of who do you want to be and then get involved in social media. If you hadn't been involved in the social media, now's the time to do that, you know, and you don't have to do it in a big way. You can start out small and build up, but, you know, maybe blog or or do a post if you're on if you're on uh, uh, Facebook or LinkedIn, you know maybe now's the time to, to to do a post. Get involved in social media a lot more. Do Instagram, and, and there's all kinds of social media out there. Finalize whatever the plan is that you're making up, and then make it happen. Take action toward making sure that that plan is is uh, is working. Then you also want to. Uh, 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 keep track of your progress as you are working through this new career, this new change uh, that you're making. Uh, make sure that you are uh, are energetic. Uh, don't come at it uh, with less than a hundred percent energy. Uh, and you want to stay positive as you go through it because any change, there may be bumps as you go along the road. Uh, in terms of, of the change, you may not uh, get get it right the first time, but you want to keep going uh, as you're doing it. You want to stay positive uh, as you're working. With it. And if you're working in this blended age, I'm just going to skip because uh, we only have about a minute left. But in terms of working in an age blended workforce, that's going to be great. You know, age diversity in work leads to higher productivity and performance. When people used to say that older workers, you know, didn't work as uh, productively, weren't as productive, or uh, they weren't as loyal, or, you know, they didn't really want to learn anything new. And none of that is true. That is not true. Just the opposite. When you mix older, older workers and younger workers together, it creates a highly productive and, uh, and highly performing um Environment, and that's according to the Mellon Institute Center for the Future Job, the Future of Aging, and the Stanford Center on Longevity. Um, so, be creative. Think about it. How can you prepare for the future? I've given you some ideas or some things to think about. We've talked about some skills uh, that you need to uh, really start thinking about. Thinking about the way the workforce has changed. You're in it. Uh, Do something about it. Do something positive. Do something to make your life the best you could possibly be. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. Be sure to join your host, Cara D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week.